What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of the Fun But Diplomacy podcast. Just got back from a two-day camping trip in Yosemite. It was great. It might sound cliche, but you really have to go see Yosemite at some point in your life. You, that first turn, when you turn that corner and, and you see the Yosemite Valley for the first time, it's indescribable. It's You have a hard time wrapping your head around the vastness and beauty of this place, but... And I also have photos uh, that you'll probably see coming up soon, but the photos really don't capture it. You have to be there and breathe that mountain air and touch the melted snow coming down the river. Incredible, just incredible. And I really have to thank uh, Dylan, uh, my friend Dylan, who runs Orange Sky Adventures. It's a new tour company started by... Dylan alone, and run by Dylan alone at this point, um, taking people from San Francisco to uh, Yosemite for camping trips. Uh, he provided everything. We got we had tents, sleeping bags, uh, steaks for dinner, and uh, just everything was provided for. It's a really good price. Go on uh, orangeskyadventures.com and uh, book it now. Just go do it. It's amazing. I mean, provided you're in the San Francisco area, which I guess is we can jump into. Wow, I'm bad at segways, so we can jump into <laughs> we can jump into the plugs this way. Uh, I haven't done that first before, but uh, to visit San Francisco, you can always come stay with me at the Pacific Trade Winds Hostel, and you can get a discount with the discount code Women's Friend Three. That's W-E-I-M-I-N-S-F-R-I-E-N-D-3 to get a $3 discount off of your uh, hostel reservation on SanFranciscoHostel.com. Another way to support the podcast is by going on FunBoatDiplomacy.com and going to my Amazon link on the right-hand side of any of my pages. You'll find a little box that says Amazon Portal. Click on that, bookmark that, use that every time you shop on Amazon, and they'll take a small cut from your total and send it to me to keep this going. Um, And finally, finally, uh, since last week, I've set up my Patreon page, and this, um, well, Patreon, what it is is Patreon helps you set up pledge support for creatives like me, so you can uh, send me a dollar per episode, let's say, and, um, That'll help me as well uh, keep everything running on Funboat Diplomacy. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash funboatdiplomat or visit funboatdiplomacy.com and you'll find the link for my Patreon page right under the Amazon portal link box. Make sure you are bookmarking these things and using them. That'd be great. Well... Here comes the next episode. Uh, I think this is, this is episode 40. Wow, okay, great. I hit 40 somehow. Thanks for listening, everyone. I do it for you guys, but I also do it for me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, this week's episode is with my friend Jorge Alcantara. Let's do it. Welcome to a new episode of the Fun Boat Diplomacy podcast. Today I'm talking to Jorge Alcantara. 
Hello everybody, I'm Jorge Alcantara, I come from Spain, born in Galice, in the northwest, uh, close to the Atlantic, and I spent 19 years of my life in Madrid, which is an incredible city, I would say the best in the world, I may be biased, but I will repeat it as much as I need to. I like that, I didn't need to ask you to introduce yourself, because everybody I have on here go, okay, this is uh, whoever, and please introduce yourself to the podcast audience, but you jumped right into it, you know what the <laughs> fuck you're doing. <laughs> It's not that I've done any podcast before. Uh, only times I have to introduce myself is usually a lie. So when I used to work as a magician, I would just every day I would be a different person. What? So, you were a magician? Oh yeah, I never told you. No. I used to work as a magician in a cafe, a cafe Where? in Madrid. In Madrid. Yeah. What do you do? How? Just uh, okay. explain that a bit. Yeah. I was not like a high class magician. I was. <laughs> so like. <laughs> Explain the classes of magicians for people who don't know. So for these kind of clubs, you usually like get to meet a bar that is like focused on magic, mm -hmm. and there's like a head of a club, which is usually the best magician in, in that area. This one was an hypnotizer. Uh, that's how you say it in English. A hypnotizer. Hypnotizer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very good one actually, and it's uh, the person for which I started believing in hypnosis, and I do believe in hypnosis, and I know that it is possible. In very like constrained conditions, but still possible. Uh, so I started meeting these people, started going to that bar, and eventually you can do like a test thing that is doing a routine that is fifteen to twenty minutes. If you can be have a good speech and uh, continue tricks, you don't have to surprise them. In the end, they are professional magicians, but you have to entertain them. If you entertain them, they let you like get into the club. Uh, some clubs have a fee. Mine didn't because the guy was the owner of the of the bar. And then, if you want, you start working there for free. Like, you're paying in drinks. Mm. Uh, I think as I was 16, which like nobody would have cared anyway, but I couldn't drink at the time. So I, in uh, during the tricks uh, that I would be doing to the people that I was sitting on the tables, I would also like give out my drinks because mm. I couldn't drink them anyway. So, so people liked you for that too? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Good, very good reviews. How did you get into being... How, how does that happen? Uh, neighbor, I think, uh, had a book that uh, is called El Canuto, which is the same word that we use for joint. So, like, it, I just found that the, funny. The and, joint? Yeah, the joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, for smoking. <laughs> and uh, he lent me that book, uh, and I started reading through it, and it had very good explanations. So I started learning those tricks. I used to do them in, like, when I was in high school, starting, and then one day somebody that knew that I was studying with magic took me to this bar, uh, because we had had a conversation in which I said I didn't believe in hypnosis, that I thought it was always rigged. Uh, I mean, an accomplice, accomplice like a, yeah, like a friend in the public that would. Yeah, somebody is in on it. <laughs> so we went there, and I took my sister as well, and my sister was hypnotized during this show. She ended up on the floor, like sucking on his thumb, you know, like because the guy was telling her, now you're 12, now you're 8. Now you're back. Well, she's into sucking like, on her thumb. Yeah. Not his thumb. No, no, no. no. That's what thumb. I was like. Okay. And it's not a either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on here now? Uh, because uh, like the end of that part of the hypnosis is him saying like, now you're back in your mother's womb and you feel very cozy and very warm, surrounded by a dense liquid and you feel that everything is okay. And slowly she like went to the floor Coral on like fetus position and started sucking on her thumb. Wow! And that's when I started believing in hypnosis, and I still believe that it is it is real. Can it's you just... hypnotize people? No, I no. <laughs> I've tried before, and I've had had like small responses, but very very faint. And I've tried to hypnotize myself very often, like during the nights. You can repeat like a mantra to yourself, 
and you just have to you can do it even in your head or actually like saying it out loud but it has to be something that is increasingly uh, slow uh, for example it could be you're saying telling yourself like you're flying higher and higher and every time there is less pressure there is less air there is uh, everything is darker and then you say something to yourself like um, now your arms feel lighter now your knees don't bear any weight now your feet feel like surrounded by clouds and then you repeat the same mantra uh, so it ha has to have a structure in which like you go back to the thing that is progressive like uh, the one that I use the most is like if you were sinking in the sea but in a peaceful way you not, don't have to l think about it like if you're drowning mm -hmm. but rather like you're just like falling in this like dark pit uh, and slowly going down and down and the pressure is just like feels very good in your muscles like the joints are little relaxed you have to repeat this to you a lot of times and I've had a couple of times that I really don't remember when I when I like fall asleep and I like miss every alarm when I like fall asleep like this and it has happened to me that uh, like for one exam when I was in college that I woke up like five minutes before the exam oh, like fuck. suddenly and but completely like very very awake like one of the best rests I've had in my life I actually like cracked that exam I got that 20 minutes later but still I was able to finish because I had a very clear mind. Mm -hmm. And that's why like it's recommended, even the auto-hypnosis, because it's good, very good for resting. Because you achieve REM... I, I'm not really about this. this Maybe it's better system. REM sleep. Or yeah, something. that's what they say, but like I don't really know the science within the beginning behind this. So you don't really know the science behind uh, hypnosis? No. 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 I'm an engineer, really we wonder. do science, we do application <laughs> of science. I really wonder what it is, because... Um, I wonder if you could convince yourself to perform better at things. I think you can, definitely. Like saying, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to hypnotize myself and do something that's not in my character at all. Let's hmm. say, let's say if you really don't like talking in front of an audience yes. and you have a presentation, let's say, maybe you can hypnotize yourself hmm. and, and but give then a presentation. That is complicated because you have to believe yourself. So like it's usually easier to believe people that is outside. Can someone hypnotize you to be better at doing a presentation? I think so. I, I'm not completely sure about the capabilities of this, but I mean, I, as you said, low level magician. <laughs> <laughs> low level. Low so level. what kind of magic were you turning? Into? I do like I don't even do magic. I do tricks. Uh, like what uh, card tricks or what? Card tricks, coin tricks, uh, match tricks is one of my favorites with like fire and matches. Mm -hmm in which like they will disappear and you will eat fire and things like that and things with elastics uh, I suppose that I've done a lot of tricks to women and uh, one of the things that a woman usually has is an elastic for the hair mm -hmm. so it's very it's something that you can do at any time mm. that and coins because I love coins and in America there's this thing called like the, the, the dollar silver dollar mm -hmm. it's like the coin for excellence for the magicians mm -hmm. because of the perfect weight shape and also it looks very good, it looks more classic than the euro, mm -hmm. which uh, also is too valuable because uh, that two euros is the usually the coin that you use for magic. And it's, oh, it's already like $2.50 or something yeah. like that. Now it's it a little lower, now. it's like 1.13 or Yeah, so maybe, maybe a little 2.25, yeah. yeah. It's a pity. Well, I suppose no, because I'm... What's the silver dollar? What, is, what does that look like? It's that? a silver $1 coin, silver. round, like obviously rounded. Yeah, of course. There's okay, coins that aren't. <laughs> silver dollar. I've never seen one of these. Never. Mm. Who is this? Uh, the president, you mean? Yeah, who? The I don't know, you, you are the American. Yeah, I've never seen one of these. 
Oh, that's not a president. That is the um, Madame Liberty. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought it might be. Sorry, a justice. Or is it justice? I think it's justice. I don't know. It's not coming up. Anyway, maybe someone in the podcast audience can tell us who's on the silver dollar. There's experts at currency out there. Is that um, one right there? No, this one is a half dollar, which is the Kennedy. cheap coin. Is that yeah, Kennedy, Kennedy yeah. exactly. <laughs> the cheap cousin of the silver dollar mm -hmm. that you could also use. And... Something particular about like the American coins, I don't know if it's because of their thinner or the composition of the materials, <coughs> but they are one of the few coins that sound when you flip them. They have like this this thing, distinguishable ding, yeah. sound. Wait, so do euro coins? Like no, this? only fifty cent euro do a little bit of sound, but neither one or two do. Maybe also they're very. They're, there's I don't know. There's something dull about them. Yeah, they have copper in the center or in the side, depending yeah, on the outside. one or two. Yeah, yeah. But this one uh, yeah. sounds like very distinguishable. And mm -hmm. the quarter does too, and the silver dollar does. you just does carry too. that or what? Yeah. Just to do tricks? Uh, no, I lo I like uh, the, this, this one actually, I just acquired. This one is my lucky coin. Well, what's the. <laughs> is this a. It's that's a also Kennedy. Kennedy, but the back, instead of being the. What is this? A house, that's Independence Hall. Independence Hall. Is the Hall. eagle. Yeah. And it's also like how like it was the first time that I saw half a dollar and I've always had this mm. with me. And although I would say that I'm uh, like I don't believe in anything, I suppose that in some primal way I do because I have like a little bit of superstition in me behind uh, some things. So there's like this coin and another like a small stone that I got. I don't even remember where. When once I think it was in Thailand uh, that I was carrying with me when I traveled in a plane. Because keep um, yourself safe. Yeah, this started because my my, my mother, who, who is very very superstitious, mm -hmm. uh, like gave me that thing saying like, oh, this has a lot of energy, like keep it with you. And um, one time that I was not traveling with that coin, that uh, stone, there was a lot of turbulence, and I decided just to be safe, uh, it's not a stone, so I'll take it with me. Yeah. But, uh, like, uh, my family is very superstitious. If uh, they know that I'm traveling on a plane, they will lit a candle for the duration of the flight. <laughs> or if I have an exam and they know, or an interview or something, that they will lit a candle to, like, I don't know, if it's, like, take the bad spirits away or bring the good ones or... I don't have no what, idea. What kind of tradition is this? Is this Catholic or what? I don't think it's, like, specific. I think it's more cultural to the area because there's other Catholic countries that don't do, like, the same... Right. Uh, my family is not even religious. I've never been baptized or confirmed or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's funny because most people in Madrid also are very conservative. You know? uh, this is actually the first time in history that we have a, a left-side uh, mayor, the mm -hmm. uh, best politician I've ever seen. Uh, but anyway, um, I was uh, like bullied when I was young because the kids said I was going to go to hell because I wasn't baptized. So that there was no point of being my friend because they couldn't be with me for eternity. That is the rationality of the kids <laughs> in my area. Where I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine if you really believe in eternity, like, why would you make friends with a guy that you're not going to spend eternity with? It's a sinner. He's going to go to hell. He's, like, yeah, going to burn. I guess. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I was just... I saw um, this comedian, uh, Duncan Trussell. He's one of my favorite comedians. He's also one of my favorite podcasters. And he was talking about how he loves listening to, to Christian radio because of how crazy it is. And he was, he's, he's saying, what kind of petty God like punished, 
punishes people for the little things like being gay. It's like it's, it's kind of like a bro god. Like you, it's it's kind of like you go to his house and he's like Fred God. He's like, dude, check out my new TV, <laughs> or he'll he'll take you to the to his uh to to his new aquarium. He's like, look, I I created these things. They're called people, but I can't. I can't prov- I I I want to stop them all. the 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 men are putting their penises in the assholes of other men and I can't stop it. Maybe I'll send my son in there and and, and I'll, I'll I'll have him stop it and you have this Godzilla like Jesus just shooting lasers out of his hands like faggots. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this why do people think what that if there's a god that loves you why do they need a uh, what do you dis- need a disincentive to do things. Well, if there's a God the, that loves you, just he, like he will let you do whatever the fuck, right? right? But like in the end, religions is like a set of uh, morals packaged mm-hmm. in a way that you can eat. Let's say, no. Uh, that's why like some religions have specific things for the area, like when in India you cannot like harm cow cows. Is like it's because it's religion, too, no? Because yeah. one of their gods is a cow. No, yeah, no, no. There's no cow god. Oh, no, the cows are, I'm really not so familiar with this, but I think cows are, they're called the Brahmin, and they're something holy. They're not gods, but they're something sacred. But um, what I'm talking about is why somebody thought about putting that in a book or out there and teach it to people. Well, because, like, there's a lack of food, and uh, cows provide much more food if they are alive, and they can provide milk day by day right. than if they are cut into pieces. Mm-hmm. And also it's better, like, it's easier to, like, share with others while meat, like, goes rotten in a couple of days and you have to conservate it and they didn't have, like, as much conservation methods as they, they were in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, same pigs, pigs for Muslims, it's or for people Jewish. and Jews because <laughs> in that area it was actually, people were getting sick. A lot of bacteria, yeah, from the way that you kill the animals. Mm-hmm. So you have to really assess that the that guy that his profession is to cut like animals in pieces will be very careful about like where to put the blood and how to clean the knife and where to cut the pig. Those things like have a reason beneath, be behind them that was necessary. That's like at some point at the time. Yeah, exactly. And you, they just like I think Christians it. aren't allowed to eat shellfish because people are getting sick from eating oh, yeah? shellfish. If you eat lobster, I think, if you're Christian and you eat, like, lobster or shrimp, um, God doesn't like that. <laughs> but Catholic Christian? or uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I don't know how far that goes. <laughs> I'm from Galilee. Like, that is the main thing that is eaten there. Yeah, yeah. So that's a problem. Also, tattoos. You can't have tattoos. Allegedly. For what reason? I don't know. <laughs> but okay. that's a thing. So if, if you have... If you have a tattoo that says you love God and you eat shellfish, then you're already already going to hell. So, <laughs> actually, like the um, the image of Catholicism in the north of Spain, it is a shell. Uh, you've heard of the Camino de Santiago. Mm-hmm. Camino de Santiago, the whole image of pilgrimage, it is a shell. Hmm. Do you remember that? Like, like you have like a thing. I was the biggest idiot when I was there. Cause did I ever tell you the story? Which one? When when I went to Santiago. Um, maybe. I uh, no, no, we've talked a lot. I was I, I was on a road trip from Lisbon to to, to the north of Spain, yeah. and we 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 got to Santiago, and I I was we were walking around, and I said, "What? Why do all these people have have sticks?" That's coming up, and everyone, everyone was fight. everyone said, "You're an idiot. You come to the city where this is the everyone's 
like this is the pilgrimage city. Everyone, this everyone comes here for the pilgrimage, and you rolled up in a car and didn't know anything about the the history of the city. And I so said, oh, right. okay. <laughs> Usually I'm not like that. No, you're a very knowledgeable guy. Yeah. <laughs> you've traveled around. I'm surprised that you didn't know. Yeah, that. it's because I I didn't do any of my research about it. My friends were just my friends. Yeah. said just get in the car, and I said okay, and we just went. But you had never heard about Santiago heard about and the Camino de Santiago. Yeah, explain that to people who don't know. So a lot of people. There's like a different me, name in English, know. no, for the Camino de Santiago. Yeah, they they just call it the Camino, I think. Mm. But I don't know. I think in English, at least in British English, they use a different name, like whatever road, Santiago, really? Pathways, something, okay. yeah. Do you want to yeah. explain that a bit? Uh, well, yeah, the El Camino de Santiago is a long pilgrimage route that starts in France and then comes down into Spain, passes through like the north of Pyrenees, then uh, the north of uh, Castilla León, which is the northern of the two Castillas that we have. Uh, and uh, from there it goes to like the northeast of the same region, northwest, and then into Galice, and in Galice it ends in Santiago, which is the city that has, uh, I'm going to make a leap of faith here, the biggest cathedral in Europe after the Sagrada Familia. Really? Yeah, I think, or maybe after the Sagrada Familia and the Lyon Cathedral. Lyon in mm -hmm. France is also like a huge one. But the thing is like, it may be like the biggest Catholic Christian or the biggest, oldest, something. It, it is the, the most something. <laughs> <laughs> the most something. Well, we can look it up. We have this. But it's called, uh, the English name's The Way of St. James. Okay, St. James? Yeah. Root of Santiago de Compostela. Why would they change them? I suppose that James is just uh, like the English version. And what is this Santiago? cathedral? Let's take a Catedral look. de Santiago. Cat de Compostela. So, okay, let's see what it's the biggest of, what, or it's the most The biggest something. is Sagrada Familia, well, or at least it will yeah. be. The um, cathedral is reputed burial ground of St. James. He's buried there, mm -hmm. allegedly, one of the apostles of Jesus. How did he get to Spain? Just walked? Maybe, maybe he just went to the yeah, Asian spot. Was that part of uh, the, the Roman Empire? Yeah, time? well, not the Northwest, no. Okay. But maybe did... he was he went there to like try to, like, uh, okay, mission. Okay. You know? What was the history of that? They couldn't... Conquer it, or what was that? They couldn't. Remember. What? They couldn't. Con the Romans couldn't conquer. Yeah. They, they quit or something. I, I mean, this is a long time ago. I wasn't really there, but. <laughs> yeah. Same. I wasn't Apparently, there like they're they're Celts, uh, Celtiberos. Ah, okay. So like a very good mix between Celts and Iberican people, uh -huh. uh, very fierce, just like the people from the Basque Country, mm -hmm. and uh, Romans could never get like really to the Basque Country. They did some treaties with some tribes in which they were okay, like in, nice to each other, but that's it. That area, the the north of Spain, the area that is like Asturias, uh, where they have like the cider, and is one of the few, the only area of Spain that has never been conquered by anybody uh, in history. So you know that we've been invaded by everybody at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, well, first the Romans, then uh, we had like different... Uh, Arabic empires invading like one after another, like invading themselves. Well, other Arabic empires like the Bereberes, well, several. The then uh, Carlo Carlomagn, Charlemagne uh -huh. tried, a failed. From France, well, from that area, it was yeah, France at the time. Visigoths, Ostrogoths, like I don't know what it is. Oh, geez, name. that's going really far back. I thought Charlemagne was part of the Franks. Franks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You may be right. We were the Visigoths. That that con that confuses me because. 
That time, the medieval Europe really confuses me because the Franks are now, they controlled what's France, but also there's a place in uh, uh, southern well, Ger- Republic. in southern Germany called called Frank- Franconia. Yeah. Franconia. So I don't know. Yeah, I know it was Franconia for a while, and they they own Paris and some other areas. Not all of it because like there's so much inbreeding and. Uh, brothers splitting territory and stuff, and then the Vikings a little bit on the north, and I I, I don't really know that part of history that well, also, but I know it, like a little bit more about Spain, mm-hmm. and while most of it was Arabic for like from four hundred to eight hundred years, depending on the area, like the south was the longest, obviously. Andalusia, uh, yeah, it was called the Emirato de Cordoba, Cordoba Emirate, mm-hmm. so it was one of the Emirates. Yeah. That's uh, so crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at the map that we have uh, here, like, they came from the Middle East, and that expansion just started with the... Uh, Middle East, North moment. Africa, and then up exactly. to Europe, yeah. yes. And the thing is that by the time that the uh, invasion got to Spain, there was already no, like, fixed government uh, from the Middle East. I mean, that time, communications were completely... Rigged. Yeah, how can you? Them. How can you even do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why they did that method of reigning, which is like, like we, for example, did afterwards with like principates, in which you just give them complete autonomy until like a letter from the king saying something comes there, and then you declare independence. Um, but yeah, it was very independent, and actually, it was the way for a lot of science to enter uh, Europe. Right, mathematics like, and science. Mathematics mainly, actually. Abacus uh, came through Spain. The number zero. Algebra. Yeah. Did they do imaginary numbers as well, I think? I don't remember that part. Yeah, I don't remember how imaginary numbers even work. When when I got to... In math math class, when we got to imaginary numbers, I said, I hate math, and I'm not good at it. What is... You're making up numbers? What? Imaginary number is a way to represent... A model, which is like the size of something, and the angle, in only one number. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm glad of two things right now. I'm glad somebody else figured that out, and I'm glad I don't live in the middle the Middle Ages when the Vikings and Visigoths and Moors were running around and yeah, killing each like other. Yeah, Middle Age wasn't a great time unless you were filthy rich. Well, yeah. you couldn't be filthy rich unless you were in the like in the nobility. But a little bit later, like the um, after the discovery of America, like the uh, modern age, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's called modern, yeah, uh, like from the eighty, like fourteen ninety two, to the French Revolution, mm-hmm. to the seventeen hundred, late seventeen hundred, the conquest of the Bastille, mm-hmm. that's considered modern, and then after seventy, after the Bastille conquest, is just contemporary. Yeah, yeah, just making sure. That's very strange that that's called modern. Yeah, and then contemporary, while like, we think as modern as contemporary, no? Well, we use modern that interchangeably. Yeah, exactly. Very strange. But, well, like that time, like modern um, age, that would have been funnier, at least as a Spaniard. Like, we're conquering the world, like destroying nations, I mean, killing millions of natives. Like, if you, like, were on that time in Spain, you didn't consider, like, you didn't know that those humans were people. You thought that they were like, animals know. or something. Yeah, something in between animals and people. So if uh, like if meanwhile really they did, thought the same about the Spanish. Yeah, they I were, heard. I well, heard, no, they thought that they were gods. No, that's the thing. That's they thought that they're, they're this weird because they arrived on horseback mm-hmm. and, they and said, with feathers. On and with the, feathers, they're like yeah. they. They said what? Quetzal are they, are they the same creature or what? <laughs> they have these sticks that go boom, and when that happens, oh. somebody dies. It's, 
It's crazy. Thunders. The day, yeah, they released Thunders. That's an amazing time in history, oh my God. Yeah, that that's why, like, that would have been interesting. Mainly if you had, like, obviously, like, this is something that everybody has thought, no? What would you do if you were able to go to the past? What will you take with you? Where would you go? Who would you, like, try to be with? They wouldn't understand a word that we're saying. <laughs> uh, no, in that time, Spanish was already, like, pretty similar. The, the similar? Really? Yeah, for example, have you heard about the Cid? Cid Campeador? No. Like, it's, like, a very famous book, but, like, not very interesting at all, uh, about this guy that was in the reign of a king called Alfonso that was killed by his brother, and then his brother exiled this knight, and this knight went on a quest to conquer, he conquered, uh, like, uh, against uh, Saladino, uh, he conquered, like... Saladin, the, the, from, from the Middle East? Yeah, but he was in uh, the north of Africa, he, the, yeah, the Saladino, like, uh, armies, mm -hmm. so, uh, like, this is a fiction. Uh, but he conquered like the north of Africa and the south of Spain for this king and then gave it to him and regained his trust. So it's like a novelry, a book about novelry and like chivalry and all of that. And like any, most Spaniards will know the name of his uh, horse and the name of his uh, sword uh, and, and the name of his like spear. Because I don't know, they are very common and they used in a lot of metaphors. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never read the book. I've read it. It's not a book, it's a. Uh, like a song, it's like a... Like a poem. Cantares. Yeah, like a middle point between prose... But you know all the references, you just haven't... Exactly, exactly, yeah. Also, Maybe they... Like, it's kind of like the Odyssey. A lot of people know about the story of the Odyssey, movie. but they... No... Uh, ah, the Odyssey from... Or, yeah. That people, a lot of people haven't read it, but they'll know about the Cyclops, they'll know about the uh, Sirens, and yeah. things like this. Uh, they actually made us read that in school, the Odyssey. Thankfully, we hadn't didn't have to read the Iliad. The hero sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I may even say the movies. We we read we read some of it, and oh, you mean Troy? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I really no. don't know. It's one of those movies that is entertaining. It's kind of bad. yeah, it's entertaining. Like, it's not a good movie. Bad kid jumping up and. Yeah. And there's a plane that. Yeah, I was about to say there's a. There's, there's somebody with a watch. <laughs> There is one of one of us that got to go back in time. <laughs> when did when did watches come about? I don't know. Uh, well, maybe the... we're going too deep with that. <laughs> I don't know when watches came about, but they definitely didn't have them back in the day. Because it has to do with quartz, like crystals and vibrating crystals, and I don't know. I, I don't know. Second, wait a second. Wait a second. No. Like what? Is, is what like if it's work? analogic, is it also considered a watch, or a watch is only for digital? I mean, also uh, analog. Not digital. Okay, so How just long uh, ago? Just something worst, that tells time on your wrist. On your wrist. Oh, not crystals, no? It would just be engine. Mm -hmm. So, like, you will have this set of, um, like, uh, how do you call it? wheels mm -hmm. that because one is smaller, the other one is bigger, you know that every time that the bigger one is doing a complete round, the smaller one, let's say that if it's, like, half the perimeter, will do two rounds. Uh, so if you like do that with a lot of them, you can do a relationship between minutes to hours. If it's like in the end, um, one to sixty relations, or uh, yeah, uh, seconds to uh, minutes, I want to sixty, and minutes to hours, yeah, I want to sixty. Uh, a total, if you have like all of the three, uh, thirty six hundred from second to hour, all of that by a chain of like small wheels, and uh, but by the time you have to charge them 
and is one like one uh, wheel that had an elastic that like was tightening. So the releasing of that tightening was the spinning that it was taking. Maybe it was oh, so before far. you had to you had to crank the watch. Yeah. That's fucking annoying. Every night, I guess, uh, you would do like click, 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 and go to bed. <laughs> or every day you wake up. Or maybe when you wake up, you put it in an hour, because you didn't need to know that when mm-hmm. and then you crank it up. Yeah. And then what they have now and why they work is because they charge with movement. I don't know exactly how that works. Maybe that is the part of the crystals that you I definitely see. thought it's vibrating crystals. That is true for radio. For radio. Yeah. So like radios... Like, were possible because of quartz, quartz? Quartz, right. Quartz crystals that were able to vibrate and emit a signal at, that, at like, a certain speed. But uh, I don't know about that much about watches. <laughs> <laughs> you just explained all of watch history and you don't know anything <laughs> about watches somehow. History, just, like, how engines work. Yeah. I mean, that is the same for, like, any kind of uh, basic, like, wheel engine. Uh, not that I've uh, toyed with this a lot, but I would love it. it. Would be it would be nice, like if you go back in time to be one of those watchmakers. I would usually be respected. Yeah, very uh, classic. With you like always in literature, this. you always learn about how smart the watchmakers are, and they're always doing. They're always the 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 source of the 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 enchantment or the. Or the <laughs> ones that will fix anything in town. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, if we had a post-apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic uh, situation, I'll try to be like the, the smart guy of a town, so go to a small town, <laughs> and then just try to Get some have the power of knowledge. Have some sort of knowledge. Because now we that don't... That seem sorcery. What kind of craft do we have now? I guess the f- one thing I can think of is, is, is... Sure. I'm thinking more in this day and age, bicycle repair... Like that's something. Okay, yeah, yeah. That will come useful, like. No, I'm not saying if it's useful or not, but it's what we res- what we like use in in the same way as maybe. Well, at the time. Mechanics, car mechanics. Mechanics, yes, yeah. cars. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, or There's so much to know, so many parts. Yeah, but steel is an is a craft. No, of like course, if you go I'm not saying it is. To like airplane engineering, that will need like. I suppose it's still a craft, but it's not something that you learn in a craft shop, or how you call this, like a workshop. It's not workshop. something that you learn in a workshop, it's something that you learn planes. in a school. Imagine learning how to do plain stuff within a, in, a, in a workshop. You know? <laughs> it doesn't work. Does it you fly? Need, I don't you know, need to go see. into a hangar, and you need to... Well... <laughs> that would be a cool thing to like know how to fly and like be around planes. Like, mainly, like some years ago, when people were researching... Like how to be able to cross the ocean and how to estimate the amount of like fuel that you can have and how much weight that adds. Planes still blow my mind. I especially when I so I was flying from Austin to back to San Francisco, but I was stopping over in Denver. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that is weird. Denver. Oh no, it's like it's just do do over. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but it's because I because I because I bought tickets because I went to Denver and then from Denver to Austin and so. It was the flights were yeah. from Austin back to Denver. So it was two 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 ways exactly, <laughs> and um, and there was a blizzard actually in Denver, and a lot of flights canceled, but not Frontier Airlines. This is a shout out to Frontier Airlines. They're not sponsoring <laughs> this podcast, but I love them. It's they're they're, they're the budget. They're the budget. www. <laughs> <laughs> Frontier. com. 
maybe they'll sponsor me. I love them, <laughs> but uh, but they 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 decided not to cancel any of their flights into Denver while Southwest American. They said, "Fuck it, we're not risking it." These motherfuckers. What is better, really? They fucking did it. They, <laughs> they clear like they had everybody at Denver Airport clear out the runways, and they said, "Fuck it, we're coming down." And so I see snow flying by, and we're coming down. I was like, are you serious? Are we doing this right now? Fuck! And I was holding on, and they, they landed it. It was fine. Yeah, because if you hold on, <laughs> if, if you crash, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so for my flight back to San Francisco, all the planes were covered in snow. And they had this this uh, this hose, I guess. It would with blow, hot water. With hot water, it would blow off all the snow. I said, wow. People not only figured out planes, how to get people f thousands of feet into the sky and land them safely, but do it in a blizzard. Take off and land in a blizzard. And that 20, 2016, where... <laughs> this, this is funny the future. Things this is the future. We already got what we wanted. We're not like really researching on that area that much. Mm -hmm. how, the, how much improvement has been there in aviation? Mm. The only? The Condor. Uh, Concord, Condor, the that one that did like London, New York, like three thousand and a half. Oh Concord. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Concord, right. Concord. It, it just like, a month or two ago, it it came back, right? Oh really? Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, it's uh, the one that's is it unmanned or what? What's special about this? It's fast. That is incredibly fast. It's supersonic. Oh, am I thinking of a different thing? Because there's one that's I think, unmanned, uh, already. Let's look it up. Let's look it. Up. It's called the Condor. Condor or Concord? <laughs> Fuck. Alright, well... Concord, I think it's Concord. Well, Condor is also a, uh, a bird. Yeah. Uh, aircraft. A Russian-Soviet... Okay, so Boeing Condor? Is that Concord, I think it is. Okay, well... C-O-N-C-O... Concord. C-O-R-D. Both of these things are so general. Con... Concord, Concord in New Look it up. Concord Aircraft. Is it this one? Uh, yes, like yes, that, that one is it, yeah. Concord. So it's from, uh, it's manufactured BAC. What does it do? Speed of sound, so it's fast. <laughs> the one that I'm thinking of, it's, I think it's, it's all green energy and it's unmanned. I think that's what Green energy? Yeah. Doesn't use fossil? So like, does it use fuel? I don't know. I, I seen like oil? I have no idea. Maybe I'm talking out my ass, I don't know. That would be nice, if it is possible. I mean, in the cool. end, what makes the plane so expensive is the amount. So what's the Boeing Condor test? Concord, it's just like a super fast plane that had, uh, there was only one and they had a couple accidents, or there was only a few. They had some accidents, they stopped doing it. But it was the fastest commercial plane. Uh, what was before. the speed it was getting from where to where? and how? From London to New York, like three hours or something. Three or four hours. hours, yeah. And usually that takes maybe five or No, um, six or seven. So I, I don't know if I haven't done that much, but I know that from Spain to Chicago, it's eight, it's okay. nine, and come back, it's eight. Mm -hmm. Which is another interesting thing, like how the curvature of, the, like, of, of Earth and the distinct temperature of different areas and the wind can affect like it's so the, much. What's the current that goes around? Oh, shit, it's been so long since I've had a science class. <laughs> what is that called? It's called the something... Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! My brain's deteriorated so much since since school. I don't remember what it's called, but it goes it goes uh, from from west to east, and so all west to east flights actually, when they're in the northern hemisphere, 
they try to catch that current mm. and it helps them propel them along their way. Interesting. Holy fuck. <laughs> People have figured this out. Not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is incredible man. how much engineering there is in the small things that we take for granted. And think about this. Think about that from the... It took about 50 years to get from the first aircraft to landing on the moon. We can... We can no. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd never thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is it, yeah. But if we did... If we did, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I had to preface that. We don't know. Maybe Stanley Kubrick made all of this when he was making 2001. Yeah, extra footage. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. The, the one thing that's really interesting in the conspiracy theory realm is that, I think it was Buzz Aldrin, yeah, when he visited the Netherlands, he presented the Prime Minister of the Netherlands a space rock. And the scientists, uh, scientists took in the Netherlands took the space rock and examined it, and they said, "Bullshit! This isn't from the moon." So what's going on? Why would he lie about that? We don't. Hey, know. Yeah, wanted to like, hey, here's a present that nobody. Hey, hey we I don't mean, know. You've seen like the Apollo in in DC. There's the Apollo. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, have you seen it? It's like in the at the Air and Space Museum. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. natural. No, Is like. It? Well, one of the machines, which, the one yeah. that has the Sputnik and the Apollo. I don't remember what was the name of the machine, but... I would imagine it's the, the, the Air and Space Museum. Oh, I didn't know but that I it know. was a one that was called Air Space Museum. I, just, I was there when I was like very small, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing the Apollo and seeing the Sputnik, and the Sputnik, like, this, like, lollipop, and the Apollo, this mm-hmm. other, like, ice cream thing. Right. Like, super small. Like, do you think that they would really, like, bring things from there when they were, like, super cramped? Right. So, yeah. That would suck. By the way... Do you, like, does anybody know how uh, the third guy that was on the mission to the moon was called? Third guy. What? Yeah, nobody knows. Uh, There's Buzz there was, Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. And, and there was a third guy that I don't remember the third motherfucker is. He stayed, like, orbiting the moon. That's why nobody knows him. Wait, what? Did he come back? No, he stayed orbiting the moon while the other one came down. And then what did he do? He picked them up uh, when they got escape velocity from the moon and, like, continued. So Something similar to the mission he, that you would... Did he come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back to... What's to his name? Earth. I don't remember. I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody cares. He's just I'm the poor go... guy that threw the short throw and stayed on the, on the... He stayed longer, too. People should know his name. Third guy. <laughs> third, <laughs> third guy on the moon mission. Third guy moon. Third moon guy <laughs> on Google. Charles Conrad. Pete. <laughs> Pete. I don't know why his name's Pete. Pete. Uh, 1999, third man to walk on moon dies in motorcycle accident. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't know about that. Mm. I didn't even know his name until now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I knew I had heard it, but no. But this is. I think this may be different because it's the third guy to walk in the moon. So what are we debating? Like the third guy on the Apollo mission. Third guy, Apollo eleven. Or thirteen. 11? I don't know. <laughs> For a second term, we're very illiterate. Collins, Michael Collins. I've heard that name before, but he stayed. Uh, he stayed on the on the aircraft. So oh. like on one piece of the aircraft that was circumventing circumventing the moon. Did we actually get to the moon though? I mean, if we did, then this is a given. What do you What do you think? I think that we have gotten to the moon, uh-huh. but. Uh, there's some things that are being hidden. <laughs> okay. No, like no, alien. not like things like life or anything like that. Aliens. No, not like aliens either. Like maybe even just a mineral or something that they didn't want to make commercial. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's surprising that nothing like SpaceX has come out until now. 
when it is real that uh, although very low possibility there's a lot of different events that can extinguish life on earth and it is interesting that uh, with all the advancement that we did during the 20th century mm -hmm. we haven't done like really that much advancement either on space exploration or at least manned space exploration replicating robots or uh, like aviation in general uh, like yeah we haven't had like uh, what was the last time that you looked at a plane and said like oh I have never seen that one I'm like I'm I'm blown away by planes every time I see one yeah but like they're all the same you never see anything they're all the 707 727 sure uh, like what about this one that, uh, that Concorde it was it was on like 20 it, years ago is and it not being used no no no, no. what happened there do you know? uh, there was a couple accidents very bad public opinion Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of accidents with a lot of planes. There's accidents with normal planes that we're, that we use every day. <laughs> or that disappear in Malaysia. Disappeared uh, Malaysia and over the Mediterranean. And over the Mediterranean? Just recently, oh, Egypt's yeah. airlines. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, we, and don't, we still don't know what happened. I haven't heard about that since last week. It just happened and uh, it's gone. Yeah, and so I'm in Eastern Europe, but that is usually like right. blown by yeah. somebody. I wonder who that. I mean, I think they're just blaming Russia, but Russia's. No, it's not blaming Russia. It was Ukraine that said that any commercial plane that will go over them will be. From like, Kiev? Blocked. The Ukrainian government said that? Yeah, I don't know if Crimea. Oh, yeah, maybe I've been Crimea. Maybe it's the Eastern uh, government yeah. in Crimea. Yeah, Crimea in English. Yeah, but they, they, they're backed by the Russians, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, Putin. It's always been a funny thing because, like, Put, puta in Spanish means horror. <laughs> so every so time, we, funny, that yeah, it means like little horror, <laughs> or like little horror men, Putin. <laughs> I never thought about it like that, but that's funny. That's not fair to him though. He's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Calvin Klein model or something like that. A KGB agent killed uh, Puma's flaw. A flu helicopters. Ah, uh, yeah, flew helicopters and flew uh, like. Um, what you call like these firefighters, uh, air fighters or fighters, just uh, whatever. Fighter jet. Fighter jet, yeah. Over like Kazakhstan in like wartime, mm -hmm. just right. to show like some pilots how it was done. Right, yeah. right. It's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like a Teddy Roosevelt for Russia. Hmm. I mean, a modern day Teddy Roosevelt. He just he showed he but just a badass. Just shows people but a terrible how person. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt was a terrible person too. Okay, I don't know enough about Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt's my favorite president, but he was. What about Reagan? Reagan was going through Alzheimer's at the last fi final couple of years of his presidency. Oh, actually. really? So he needed he wrote down name cards and descriptions of people because he would forget people's faces. Oh shit! Meanwhile, he had the hand on the nuke. Yeah. This is during the Cold War too. <laughs> How crazy is that? So what was that button for? <laughs> <laughs> what is? Were this for cold? Eh? What is this? Is this for? Is for, this lunch? for lunch? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. We we. Well, you need the double. Like even if it's a president, you, you always need the and, two keys. Yeah. So so the president can has the control over the football is what it's called, but to launch a nuclear weapon, yeah. there needs to be two operatives in the yeah. missile silo. Uh -huh. And any cool. operative can like this. this another like um, an ex-military friend of mine, whenever was explaining this to me, then you can like uh, say no to another like this, and another that will be like a moral. A problem for you, you can say no. The only thing is that they will just like find another find guy that will say person. yes. Yeah. You know? 
but uh, but you can like morally say no, we're not living in North Korea, mm-hmm. which is something that uh, like I thought that it was impossible. I thought that if you were military in America, you were giving out your soul completely, right. which is true in war zone. War zone, you cannot do this. What I believe in a war zone. Oh or yeah, no. Then you get in trouble. You really hmm. get in trouble. That's what I've heard. People got firing squad punishments in the Second World War. Yes, yeah. there's a uh, very famous cases uh, for during the Battle of the Bulge when Americans were executed for for resigning. Oh. Yeah. Or for refusing to kill. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and this was in the Second World War. The, the yeah, war that America thing. came and yeah, but I mean that's because the story has been told from by America, no? Like if we had had a different outcome, we'll be saying now uh, our savior, the Hitler, no? Uh, that's what's weird about history, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's weird. I mean, always the one that wins is the is the good guy. Yeah, because um, we we have this conception of this is one example as as, as Genghis Khan. Uh-huh. You know, this conception that he's this terrible person, but I mean, at the same he was anybody that he, wages war. He, yes, then. of course, of course. But what he did do was, if you take the silver lining, was masterful diplomacy in making this empire that basically worked until he died. Yeah, so, but the problem is that he had too many sons. Yes, if he had one, well, if he had one, he hadn't been. We wouldn't have been able to control all the towns. Mm-hmm. Because what he did is like kill all the men and fuck all the women, mm-hmm. so like in the end uh, and among other terrible things. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what's crazy is if if it happened to work further than his death, it's possible we would have we would have thought this was the greatest man alive who united the world. Yeah. Very strange. Right? Yeah. Right. Very strange. Saying with well, there's there's other things like the more the closer we get to like modern times, the more points we have to analyze an action we don't have enough information about his personality or his relationship with other um, with other uh, war chiefs and stuff mm-hmm. to really know no like we for example nowadays although napoleon waged war on so many countries we still consider him as the father of civil rights uh, and like so and many meritocracy and hmm. sort of the first great Modern leader diplomacy. that wasn't born a leader, that wasn't born, uh, that wasn't bred to be a leader in that right. sense. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, there was leaders before him. There was uh, the, the other two of the trumpets. We don't remember their names. Uh, like Napoleon was part of the trumpet. Right, right. Where was the other two? Who the fuck knows? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we always remember only the best. Isn't that yeah. terrible? Just like we know the CEOs, but we don't know the CTOs or the CIOs. Too many names to know. It's an imagery thing, you know. These Steve Jobs has been has, has well, in that case, portraits and murals of, of him. Mark Zuckerberg has a fucking movie about him. Yeah. Napoleon had paintings of, of him. They, they they hang still in, in Schloss Belvedere in Vienna. But with the other two guys, we don't know. We don't know who they are. It's funny, no? Like uh, a lot of people that got to be great leaders usually have a he like a big disadvantage, or like a, something that will make them have a complex. Mm. Like Na- Napoleon, like a three foot guy, not, like a very very short. He was a normal height at the time. Uh, no. They called him short because the British wanted to give him shit, but oh, he was really? actually a normal height compared to us. Now he was short. Of course, but at the no, time... No, yeah, 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 but uh, in Spain not. we also, like, call him, like, El Enano. Of course, but yeah. there was just... Uh, 
Britain and Spain were allied at the time. They were just trying to make propaganda. Yeah, really. yeah. He's a, he was actually a normal height, uh, and they. But, okay, but, but there was there was some me. goofy stuff at the time. Like for example, do you remember? Do you know the painting, the famous painting of him on the white horse, painting, uh, pointing at the he's crossing he's crossing the Alps or is it the Pyrenees? I don't remember. I think no, he didn't Pyrenees. cross the Pyrenees. Uh, his brother did. Like Any, the w- anyway, he wasn't riding a white stallion. He was what, riding a donkey. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he had himself painted on a white stallion. This is propaganda from both sides. This is yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a donkey is much more useful to cross mountain paths than it is like a white stallion. White stallion is great for the desert and for running free across the landfill, but not, not the mountains. Mm-hmm. And now to Spain, he was his brother, which we called Pepe Botella. Because he used to drink a lot. Uh, Botella is battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was famous because of being drunkard. And um, they they came in to Spain and they were about to do great things. And we decided that we wanted a king, the, like a child king, instead of like a very formed um, leader that knew about civil rights and wanted to spread culture. No, we wanted our king. So, like, after our king was the one that sold the throne to the French, we decided that we still wanted that king that had sold us. Uh, but still, because of these wars, because we had, why we had our first constitution, uh, 1812, uh, in Cadiz, in the south of Spain, another theorists that were completely free still, uh, and that's uh, what we call La Pepa, like Peter, the budding women, because it's the day of St. Joseph, and in Spanish, Jose, Joseph, and Pepe is the same name. So we call it La Pepa. And it's like a big symbol of like freedom and civil rights also for Spain. Not that we have never been a flag for anything here. The only thing that Spain excelled in the, on the late years in terms of uh, freedom and social liberties is that we were one of the first countries in Europe to um, allow gay marriage. Really? With a zapatero, the guy with the like the huge eyebrows. What what was the reasoning behind that? He, we just finally had a socialist president after eight years of having a right wing president that got us into Iraq. Mm-hmm. Also, like we followed, yeah, he he was an idiot that uh, went to Texas to meet with Bush for a couple of weeks and came speaking Spanish with a Texan accent. <laughs> but then you hear him speaking English. He doesn't know how to speak English. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, none of our politicians have had, like, any other language apart from Spanish. Right. <laughs> so, I remember that Spain was part of the coalition, coalition of the willing going into Iraq, and then there was the Madrid bombings and the metros, yeah. and then, then they said, okay. Yeah, Did they, they changed governments, right? So, the bombings were, like, three days before the election. Right. Yeah. That's the thing that a lot of people don't like from both sides, no? I mean, in the end, it's just a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is that there was this newspaper, which at the time everybody thought that was like center, mm-hmm. and it was discovered to be right-sided when it was discovered that, uh, well, they published that the bombing had been ETA, you know, the Northern Independence from right. the Basque Country, like right. extremist... Uh, but they they published that with a with a source, and quoting that source. Did they make it up or did they just not exactly? They followed the source to an incorrect conclusion. No worse, much worse than this okay. is uh, this guy was in prison, uh, the one that said that yeah it was like their guys. Okay. No, uh, no, they pay him to say that the newspaper. No, 
paid the guy <laughs> to say because the elections were three days away and the wow. right side was very anti-independence anti-independentists and ETA and the left side uh, the socialists at the time uh, socialist uh, working class party is translation of the name um, were anti-going to the Iraq war it was actually the first demonstration that I ever been to the, against the Iraq war where I may have been like on like 14 years old my family like no really? yeah that's very respectable uh, yeah I mean it's very pacific demonstrations uh, are much more common there than they're here usually mm -hmm. and when they there is a demonstration it's usually much more populated mm -hmm. although lately they've been more violent because we have a new law called the gag law in which like we've reverted to the middle ages and something is you cannot record a policeman it is illegal to record policemen uh, you cannot concentrate in a group bigger than like X amount of people. That's like French Revolution level shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it is not applied every time, but still like if they see you recording, like the police takes the phone, destroys it. Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, this has been on but for to like... But play devil's oh, advocate, I've only had uh, good experiences with Spanish police when I was there. They're yeah. usually quite helpful. Not, They're not, not like yeah. here. They're like... Here you're afraid to talk to them a little bit. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, in Spain, I also used to be more of a rascal than I'm here. Let's say so. Mm -hmm. Like I've had worse experiences with the police there than here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've slept in a like in the police station before, uh, and yeah, like after the demonstration, I've also been taken to the police station until like somebody, like I, I have the luck that I have familiar like um, part of my family that is they are lawyers, mm -hmm. so even if they like don't do anything, they just come in there and start saying like legal shit and uh, with legal terms and mentioning laws and mentioning like examples of previews and, and they usually can get you out by a friend of mine and uh, well like this same familiar then was his lawyer was beat the shit out of him like uh, you see the medical report afterwards and there's like um, uh, the figure of a man and there's an X in every point that the doctor assesses that he has pain, no? mm -hmm. he just seemed like a porcupine, like it was all excess, because they know the the, the riot police in Spain is like a um, very very violent one, or at least some of them, mm -hmm. that like they're famous for like doing cocaine in the truck, going to the place, and like training to be just like uh, killers, and um, they know how to hit without leaving marks, right. but leaving pain, and this guy after this. He was indicted, I think is what you say, charged with like criminal charges for like um, disturbing and, and whatever of authority and uh, all of this. So he had to go every 15 days to the, to the like the office of uh, like, no, it's not the, the judge, but like a legal office to like sign that he was still in the city and he was still in the country and he didn't plan to leave until like the, 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 the first like arbitration or whatever. So they were like, like they fucked him, like he, they kicked the shit out of him and then fucked him over. He couldn't study abroad with his plan because... That's so... Yeah, 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 I've known so many stories of this. Happening. Lately, Spain has not been like the place that it used to be. We may have like an out now, but we have elections the 20th of December. And um, now we have two new parties. I like that new parties with new ideas uh, come out because they're representing better, um, more people. Um, I don't feel completely represented anyway, but uh, I like that it happens. No, it's good to have more parties, and that's why I don't like this system too much. I mean, the American, the American system, right? But um, we like they didn't. They have never talked between each other because there used to be only two parties. Now there's four important ones plus all the nationalistic 
or area specific ones. So they have not been able to raise fifty percent, fifty percent of the government, 50% of the votes. So we have another time elections. We're, so we've been without a government since the 20th of December. I've heard this. Somebody told me about this. Like, Maybe me. I was here two weeks ago. Was it you? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. pretty sure we talked about this. Really? Okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but yeah, so we don't have a government. And the 26th of June, we have a new election. And until like last week, the polls were exactly the same, two weeks ago. Exactly. Exactly the same as they were the 20th of December. But now... Uh, Why don't for... you just go without a government? Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is great, and I am not, like, sure... Like, I'm not completely pro-liberalism in economy, but the problem with it is that there's no foreign investment because there's too much risk. Right. Because you don't know... You, you have too much uncertainty mm-hmm. on, like, what is going to happen with the next government because you don't know what is going to be the next government. Because the polar is so fixed, it depends on the leaders of the parties to be able to get to an agreement. Mm-hmm. So that is completely out of the hand of the private interests, which is great in some way, because like this means that the private interests don't have a hand on or a say in on what is going to happen here. It's not like in America that they can just give more money to the guy that they want to win. Super PACs. Super PACs. I was, I was uh, um, a friend of mine, a co-worker, uh, he used to work in politics in Nevada or Nebraska or some, somewhere like that. He was telling me about like how this was conceived as non-American could give more than like, I don't know, 3000 or 4000 dollars to as an individual contribution. But then they made a loophole. But then the lobbyists, and actually with Obama in the first... Uh, yes. I, I was surprised to hear that it was Obama because I would have understood that the Democrats would have been much less interested in this. No. The Democrats take as much money from the from the corporations as the Republicans. Yeah, I see. But, the, I but see. there's this conception that because they're the Democrats, they're the good guys, so it's oh, okay. For the, for the people that it's probably so just, just imagine, um, there's a lot of things where this, this becomes problematic. For example, Obama has escalated drone warfare, right? He's escalated drone warfare in places... So, for example, so Afghanistan and Pakistan. Bush was doing the same. There's much more uh, drone strikes uh, during his presidency than Bush's presidency. And on top of that, having drone bases <coughs> in, in, in Africa and uh, waging unrestricted, undeclared uh, drone strikes on, on Yemen, okay. for example. Mm. Imagine if a Republican did this and we found out the American people would be outraged, but because it's Obama, he's he's a good guy. He's a good guy. It's funny that you mentioned this today, because I was just walking back to the Pacific Trade Winds, and I found two guys that were uh, showing this propaganda that is titled "Stop Killer Obama." Oh, I like that. Uh, well, the U. This is another one for. Commerce. Will you will will the U.S. join the new Silk Road, a choice of global scientific development? What? This is another one. International Schiller Institute. This is really interesting now because what does Schiller have to do with this? I have no that is, that is another part that Schiller's is for a convention that there is like yeah, next week. To look this up. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna. But I just got to the hostel to see you. Yeah. So there's this other one that says if you want a future, dump killer Obama and his British crown owners. Because he's talking about David Cameron and how he's promoting war with I both Russia and China. I think there's a misunderstanding here, because if it's anything, David Cameron is Obama's bitch. 
<laughs> yeah, but like this is a mix because it was it was weird talking to him because he was criticizing Obama and the super PACs later here in the in the mm-hmm. in the literature. I think he's mixing some stuff anyway. But uh, he was both from a little bit of a Republican point of view and he has an eagle here and like very nationalistic and say like he is clearly saying that talking about the British just to like fire up the people that is on that side of the spectrum, no? Uh, but but it's weird. It's a weird combination. You you can read it later. Yeah, we'll read this later. Um, we're coming up on our time here, but that was it's been a really interesting and all over the place podcast. So always interesting with you. <laughs> yeah, always interesting with you, Jorge. Thanks for being on the podcast. My pleasure. <laughs>